My name is Jenny, and I'm a wife and mom raising two kids. But I used to live a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I said goodbye to TV and hello to motherhood, I suddenly discovered what we moms are up against. We live in a world that tells us to be rich and famous, thin and successful. You know, almost nobody says, oh, hey, you're a mom? That is fabulous. But you are fabulous, and I'm here to tell you why. It's Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yeah, yes, we are here for you, aren't we, Jorge? There's a little nod. Nobody can see that Jorge actually nods to just about everything I say. Thank you, Jorge. Uh, so glad to have you. I hope you're here for a reason today. I hope you tuned in for this particular show for a reason that you may not even know you tuned in for. Let me just give you this little teaser. I think it's fair to say that many of our relationships change once we have kids. And primarily, the relationship we have with the other parent of our children. So perhaps if you're a man listening today, I didn't want to leave you out. So husbands and wives relationships change after they've had babies. And in the modern world where we live, folks aren't necessarily married uh, when they have their babies, but their relationships change as well. And, and there is a way to approach this that can alleviate some of those bad things that may develop in a relationship when you have children. Here's the cool thing. The author today is going to be talking particularly at first to expectant parents. So if you're a grandma or grandpa, you might want to know this for your child who's about to have a baby. Uh, if you have a friend who's about to have a baby or a sister or a brother, or if you're on baby number two or number three, all of this is going to be good advice. But let me tell you more than that. It's good advice for me, and I have a 16-year-old and a 12-year-old, to see ways in which I may have missed the mark in preparing for introducing kids into my relationship with my husband. And there are, we've got all kinds of techniques that the, the author does, I should say, for how you get through this, um, questions that can be good for you and your spouse to ask each other to um, get beyond some of the problems that may develop when you have children. Anyway, fascinating topic today. Uh, she's the author of Expectant Parents. Her name is Suzanne Hadley Gosselin, and she's going to be on with us in just a second. But I do want to remind you uh, that... You can come visit us at channelmom.com. We make a real effort to be interactive with moms because it's my belief that there is so much media out there that ignores the mother and forgets to lift the moms up and the families up and help moms and equip moms and advise moms and give them the latest advice and information. And, you know, they may give you a cute little story here or there, and then they'll tell you to buy the Pampers during the commercial or to buy the whatever, tricycle for your, your child. But they forget about the moms for much of their content. Or they belittle motherhood or they belittle fatherhood. That's why we're here. So we try to make this a multimedia experience for you. We're online. We videotape the radio show so we can put little sound bites up there for you just to get a little bit of information for your day or, or something that's uh, uplifting, a daily clip. We almost always have a daily clip that's uplifting. We had one a couple of weeks ago. Ugh, probably one of my fav favorite daily, daily clips ever about a football team that did something highly unique for a young man uh, 
at any rate, I'm just letting you know we have inspirational daily clips daily on the website, plus past interviews with folks like Michelle Duggar and uh, Gretchen Carlson and Kay Warren and Ruth Graham and the guys from Duck Dynasty. And they all speak into a mom's and to a dad's life often. So I just want to remind you that we're also on iTunes podcast. You can go check out our past shows if you've missed one. And you can tell somebody to go check this show out on pad podcast if you know somebody who could really benefit from the advice that Suzanne's going to give today. All right. You know that I like to do little musical intros to my guests. I love just to, to let us see how music speaks into our lives. So uh, we played this one a couple of weeks ago, but it's really good for today's show, too. Our friend Stevie Wonder. lovely brand new babies Stevie Wonder got that his daughter's probably like 35 years old now <laughs> and here I am playing that song okay I, I just thought it was a good and a relevant song for our interview today we want to welcome our guest who's the author as I said of expectant parents her name is Suzanne Hadley Goslin she's the former editor of Clubhouse Junior uh, she is a regular contributor to Thriving Family Magazine, put out by Focus on the Family and Boundless.org as well. She's the recipient of several Evangelical Press Association awards and a whole, a whole handful of other things that she's done. But most importantly today, we do want to talk about her brand new book, Expectant Parents Preparing Together for the Journey of Parenthood. This is not just a how do you change the baby's diapers and how do you get enough sleep kind of book. This is how do you take care of your relationship kind of book with a forward by Greg and Aaron Smalley, Greg Smalley, of course, the son of Gary Smalley, kind of world-famous guy. Suzanne, we want to welcome you to Channel Mom. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Jenny. I'm glad to be here. Good. Fantastic. So tell me, you're a mother of three? Yes. Correct. And you waited a little while to have babies. In fact, you weren't sure you were ever going to be able to get married and have babies. Is that right? <laughs> it sure felt like it. I, um, I was single during, all during my 20s and had always thought that I'd probably get married shortly after college. And um, I took my job at Focus on the Family right after I graduated and thought, now's the time that I'm going to meet the guy. But I went through my entire 20s and never met the guy. And I turned 30. And um, during that time, I wrote for Boundless.org, which is the singles um, ministry at Focus on the Family. And so I met my husband when I was 30 at Starbucks as he made my latte. <laughs> And um, we share a passion for coffee, actually, and we got talking and found we also shared a lot of other common interests and um, got married less than a year after we met. Wow. And um, we ended up deciding to have children right away. So we did have children right away after I got married, but I spent my 20s wondering if I would get married and have children. Well, and I imagine a lot of our audience can identify with that. I cannot <laughs> because I met my husband when I was 
four years old, not uh-huh. 30. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. And then we waited a long time to have babies after we got married, nine years, which is, so it's all kind of the opposite of what you did. Yeah. Um, but, but they both worked out well. So we're both yes. blessed. But I imagine there are a lot of women out there, maybe even some listening today that were, are, are fearful they're not going to get married. Maybe they're listening to us. Maybe they're a single mom and they're looking for, you know, a, a new husband to father their children. I mean, all kinds of scenarios out there that might identify with what you went through. So did you have a kind of a picture in mind about what, what it was all going to look like once you got married and had kids? Yeah, I did. I think I, I grew up in a, a very loving, supportive family, Christian family, that I'm, I'm so thankful for. My parents just celebrated 40-year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. And um, so I had had a, a great model growing up, and I imagined mine might be a little similar. My parents um, met in their mid-20s and um, got married, and then my mom, I think, had her children in her late 20s and um, early 30s. So I wasn't too far behind, but um, I definitely felt a little far behind, especially when my sister, who was nine years younger than me, got married a year before I did when I hadn't met my husband yet. Um, So that was a little bit interesting. But I think I felt, even after all those years of singleness, that when I did get married um, and become a mom, that I would take to it really easily because I'd been a great babysitter (laughs) in my teens and even in my college years. And I loved kids and I worked with kids at my church. And so I think I I just kind of thought, oh, it's going to be a really easy transition into marriage and having kids, which um, we just, my husband and I just celebrated five years of marriage and we have three children, three and under. So we just dove straight in. (laughs) You did. And and, and girl, we celebrated nine years of marriage before we had our first child. Wow. (laughs) So, so very different. And, and, and I respect it. I respect what you've done, but I imagine, I mean, I don't, I don't really like to compare because I think moms compare and compete way too much. So I'm really just trying to say, let's look at this apple and let's look at this orange, but not say one is better than the other. I I, I wonder, there's probably something positive about each of those scenarios. Diving right in can be wonderful and exciting and, and enhance uh, the love that you have for each other, uh, you know, because now it's enhanced by the fact that they're the parent of your child as well. Yes. But there's something to be said, too, for the fact that we had all those years together to stabilize our relationship before we brought children into the mix. Um, right. Because I would say that our transition to kids wasn't tough. And and I think part of it is because we had, we had such... Uh, uh, I don't know, kind of a stability from all those years of knowing each other and being together that that uh, that was kind of a foundation that that we could kind of rest our kid and our children upon. So so that was a blessing. But that's not to say ours was better than yours. I kind of like the way you did it. It was a lot of excitement right out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I would say a lot of it was just practicality because I was 31 when we got married yeah. and we knew we wanted to have children. So we we had to kind of plan that and not wait too long. Um, and so, I mean, that's definitely part of the reason that we've had our children so quickly. Um, but you're right. There, we did give up sort of that having those years together to build our friendship and our relationship. Sure. Um, and yet we, we felt like God was calling us to have children. Actually, my husband is a children's pastor. Uh-huh. So um, we love kids. And, and so we knew we wanted to have children. So we just kind of took the leap of faith, and it's been challenging. Um, but I know, as I interviewed in my book, there's a lot of different types of parents that I interviewed, some that had been married seven or eight years before they had their first child, and 
there's challenges in every yes in every circumstance, and as you said, there's going to be some advantages. Um, I think the fact that we were still newlyweds and kind of on that that loving high really um, helped us coast at least through our first child. It's yeah. been a little more difficult with as we've added more and more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but I want to get to to one more thing to tell, to let folks know what you're going to talk about the next segment, and then you're going to be with us again on Wednesday. So I just want to let everybody out there know all the fabulous information you're about to share. You do acknowledge that hormones and weight gain and cravings and, and frankly, things like sleepless nights can have a huge impact on the relationship with your spouse. But you say in the book, and and having read through it, you certainly have some great advice, that you can help couples make their marriage a priority and start working on that before the baby arrives. But it's not too late. If there's a brand new mom out there or even a mom with a three-year-old, some of these tips are really going to help you. Um, also, you're going to help the new mommies deal with pregnancy fears and, and help the dad figure out how to support her in that. Um, also, planning post-baby career decisions. Those are huge. I have a friend going through it right now, and she's on baby number three. Um, so this is relevant for a lot of different moms of different ages out there. So I know you're going to be a blessing. So you're going to stick with us, right, Suzanne? Right. All right. Right back after the break, we're going to talk about some of those things we just listed to help new expectant parents, but also some folks who've been at it a while. When we return with Channel Mom. When I lose my way, I forget my name. Remind me who I am. These days, couples will work for just about anything from communication to companionship, from fun to love. From passion and purpose to good old intimacy. What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. Hi, this is Jenny, and I want to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Walters. She's a mom to three kids, so she understands that when you buy a home, you want a place where your family can build beautiful memories. As a real estate broker, Michelle can help you find the place you love coming home to, the right home at the best price. Whether you want to buy or sell, start your home search with Michelle Walters at SuburbanDenverProperties.com. You can also find Michelle's weekly blog, The Thinking Mom, on ChannelMom.com. Welcome back to Channel Mom. We are talking to the author of Expectant Parents, Preparing Together for the Journey of Parenthood. And this is about relationships. This is not necessarily about your relationship with your child, (laughs) but with the person that is the other parent with your spouse. And Suzanne Hadley-Goslin really has a heart for this and had to learn with a baptism by fire, having had three kids in the first five years of her marriage. She really knows what she's talking about. She wants to help you. She's got all kinds of expert advice in here. As I said, uh, Greg Smalley, the son of uh, Gary Smalley, wrote the foreword with his wife, Erin, to this book. And there is some fabulous advice here and there. So I'm going to let Erin, or not Erin, I'm going to let Suzanne delve right in. Suzanne, welcome back to Channel Mom. Thank you. Okay, so when people tell folks that everything's going to change about their relationship with a new baby coming along, and that scares them, or... They find, without warning, that everything is changing about their relationship. What is the best and first piece of advice you would give them? Um, well, I think 
when I first heard that, I thought I was very resistant to the feeling that everything was going to change because okay. I loved my marriage. I loved my husband. And I was like, doggone it, we're going to, everything's going to be the same. And this little person is just going to join us on our, our loving adventure in life. And um, so I think the advice that I would give for people who get on the other side of that, I mean, we were sitting, I was sitting with a parenting team brainstorming this book, and they wanted to name it, Everything's Going to Change. And oh. moms in there were like, no, <laughs> because they said, in fact, when you do have a baby, things change, but it sounds like a negative thing in our right, culture. Right. And so I think my advice would be, if you're finding that things are changing, even in the pregnancy season, or you've just had a baby and you feel like things are changing, um, be comforted to know that that's normal, yeah. but also know that the changes aren't going to be the same for every marriage or every family. And so if people are telling you their horror stories about how they, you know, quit getting along or, um, you know, their marriage really started, their marital happiness started to really take a nosedive, realize that that doesn't have to happen. Yeah. It's different for everyone. And if you are starting to see some negative changes in your relationship, find help and find support. Well, and you even have preparatory um, advice, which we're going to get to here in a second, in the book. But yeah, I, I have an aside question. Yeah. Do you think that we've gotten in trouble in America in this day and age where we put um, such a premium on self-care and, and kind of self-promotion and self-centeredness that we are scaring people away from marriage and children by saying this stuff is a burden. And by the way, if you have a fabulous romance, kids are going to ruin it. I mean, do you think we're doing a disservice to it in the way we didn't do a hundred years ago? I definitely think so. Um, I know I wrote, I read a blog recently that talked about that and, and said that I think part of the issue is that it's really easy to talk about the negative things about having a child and the extra effort and work, which those are a reality, <laughs> um, but it's people have a harder time talking about the the really truly meaningful, transforming things that happen in a marriage and a family when you have a child. Yeah, um, those things are harder to explain. You know, the feeling that you get when you come home and your toddler is just smothering you with hugs and kisses because you're just the most important person in their world. Um, people don't talk enough about those things. They don't. Or how your spouse, hopefully, rises in your estimation by the way they parent. I mean, I, I remember exactly. watching my husband do so well, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I remember my husband do so well, and I thought, this makes me love him even more. Yeah, you know? exactly. I had that same experience with my husband, just seeing him rise to the challenge and, and want to help me out and change those diapers and, and become competent at taking care of our children. It's, it's, you know, just a really wonderful thing. And it really can increase your, your love for that person in a new way. Yeah. And you, and you do talk about your relationship with Kevin and the things that improved in the book. Um, And you also try to tell those who are scared, it's worth it. It is worth it. And I know personally from from now having a 16-year-old and a 12-year-old, yes, there are some really tough times, but wouldn't trade it for anything, you know? So it's a wonderful thing. So you go through three pointers um, about things that couples should focus on, number one being communication. Can you go through those and give folks a little bit of advice? And then I want to get to some of those date night questions that can be good as a way to touch base so you don't lose hold of each other in the middle of either the pregnancy or the first year of having a a brand new baby. 
Okay. Yeah, um, the, three, the three C's, the three C's to remember, um, communication is the first one, and that's basically about just making sure that you're not drifting apart during, especially during the, the months of pregnancy, because I think sometimes the dad can feel like an outsider yeah. as his wife is experiencing all of these things. So the book gives some tips specifically to dads of how to, how to bond and connect during those months too. But, but just keeping your communication strong. And I think that was an area where um, Kevin and I excelled because we like to spend quality time together. So we naturally talked about a lot of things and that really set us up for when the baby came to continue some good communication patterns. Um, And also, I mean, that's a way to know how your spouse is feeling about this. Yeah. Asking some of those deeper questions about, you know, what's your biggest fear about when this baby is born or what are you most excited about? And I think those are some of the things that are in the date night questions yeah. provided. But, um, but, yeah, just strengthening that communication because that's something that can tend to taper off a little bit sure. if you're not intentional. And then the second one was care. And um, it's just a great season to – we see a lot – in media and everything about how the dad is supposed to take care of his pregnant wife and run out in the middle of the night to, you know, satisfy her cravings for fried chicken or pickles or ice cream or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and that's true. I mean, it's a great time for dads to just really love on the mother of their child and make her feel valued and special and encourage her. Um, but it's also a great time for moms to reflect that back on dad and um, show him care and understanding. He may be freaking out that he's going to have to provide financially for another human being. Yeah, yeah. Or he may feel insecure in his role as a dad. And so it's a great time for, I think, one of the um, experts, Gary Thomas, who wrote Sacred Marriage, who's in the book, he talks about having um, just overwhelming empathy (laughs) for each other as much as you can, just trying to understand where the other person is coming from. Yeah, and grace, so that you can forgive your Absolutely. husband or wife when they're uptight. My, I remember my husband, his biggest fear, he, he could not get excited. He was, he said, of course I'm happy we're having a baby, but I will not get excited until the baby's born and is healthy. Aww. You know, he just wanted to make sure the baby was going to be healthy, and he was terrified yeah. to get excited about it till the baby was born. So then he was excited when once our firstborn was a son, and uh, and of course when our daughter came along too. So, do you know, I have to correct something. I'm just going to throw this out there. Weeks ago, I said something about my my son being our first best gift, and my daughter my daughter being our second best gift. And uh-huh. I wasn't saying that my son was first. In the sense that he was better than my daughter. I just, yeah. have, I just have to correct myself right here on the radio. I was actually saying he was the first best gift that came along. She came along second. She was also the best gift. So right. she was like, Mom, how could you say that? I'm not <laughs> and she was marching around now saying, I'm just second best. Anyway, yeah. we only have about four minutes left. So I want you to okay. get to the last thing that you have to work on. And then yeah. a couple of those great date night questions you can ask each other to stay in touch with each other. Yes. Um, so there, there's a list of date night questions in the book. Um, the final C was conflict, which um, deals a lot with, I think it, it comes down to expectations, which there's stories in the book about how Kevin and I ran into that and how some other couples did as well. So I think um, conflict can 
heighten when you're going through this season and especially when the baby is born and there's all those sleep deprivation and hormones and everything um, coming into play. So just being aware that conflict can happen. And if you're struggling with conflict ahead of time, one of the couples said that they, they went into some counseling before the baby came because they just wanted to shore up their own relationship before yeah. they brought this other person in. So if you're already struggling with conflict, um, seek some help on that. And if you're not struggling with conflict, just be aware that you might be struggling with a little more conflict after the baby comes. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're forewarning people. Give us like just two or three of those date night questions and we can continue those on Wednesday. Okay. Um, So if money wasn't an issue, what would be your dream vacation in the next 10 years with the kids and without the kids? Yeah. Um, It's just kind of fun to still dream together and not just talk always about the kids. Right. Um, And then what is the one thing that is most frustrating about your life right now? That's a great one. Oh, because that gives them a chance to vent. Yes. That's (laughs) wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. under it's that care it gives you that chance to express care for how they're feeling too absolutely and then how would you describe your ideal day off <laughs> i bet moms would have a much different description than dads yeah um, suzanne i want you to let people know how they can find the book how they can find you and then when we come back from the break i'm going to let everybody know what we're going to talk about on wednesday because i think folks are going to want to tune in for this particular topic that you cover so well in the book so how can folks find you and the book Okay, you can find me at SuzanneGoslin.com. Okay. And there's more information about the book there, but the book's not available to purchase there. You can just purchase it through any bookseller, bookstore, um, ChristianBook.com or Amazon. Wonderful. Suzanne, you're a blessing, and we're going to have you back on Wednesday. Thanks so much for all this fabulous advice in your new book, Expectant Parents, Preparing Together for the Journey of Parenthood. Thank you, Suzanne, for writing the book. I hope it's a blessing to a lot of moms out there. Don't Me you th- too. Yes. Thank you, Jenny. Sure, no problem. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday. All right. In the meantime, I want everybody to stay tuned because coming back, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what Suzanne's going to talk about with us. Oh, man, there, it, whether you've got a, you know, a brand new baby on the way or you've got a 15-year-old, this is some good advice. It really is. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you until we come back from break. Stay tuned for Channel Mom. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication to companionship, from fun to love, from passion and purpose to good old intimacy. (gasps) What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. If you are a mom who wants your kids to grow up and love going to the dentist, then I have to tell you about Pediatric Dental Group of Colorado. As a one-time patient myself and now the mother of patients, I know firsthand they understand the unique needs of children, especially when it comes to the subject of dentistry. Dr. Strange and Dr. Cathers not only care about making the dental visit fun and rewarding, they also strive to help children learn to be good dental patients. They do this by coaching the child and the parent, encouraging good oral health care, and providing high-quality dental treatment. This is accomplished in a fun and child-friendly atmosphere. All of the pediatric dentists and orthodontists have two years of additional training beyond dental school. They are board certified and specialized in the dental care of infants, children, and young adults. The dental team is uniquely qualified to take care of your child 
during their dental visit. The Pediatric Dental Group is proud to have locations in Arvada, Wheat Ridge, Lakewood, Lafayette, and Evergreen. You have to find out more, and you can do so at pediatricdentalgroupco.com. Hey, this is one that's going to pique everybody's interest, I think. Even Jorge back there in the booth, uh, it, it piques my interest. Suzanne Hadley-Goslin, who wrote Expectant Parents, is going to rejoin us on Wednesday, and here's what she's going to talk about. I just had to pause for a dramatic effect. Planning post-baby career decisions. And and do you know that there are women that I have, friends in my life, that are planning those post-baby career decisions now that their kids are 10 and they're re-entering the workforce. Suzanne's got some great advice for you about how to plan this out, how to how to deal with it with your spouse. Uh, I know that you're going to be blessed by her next, or this coming Wednesday, when she returns with us on her new book, Expectant Parents, and all kinds of things you can do to nurture your relationship. In the meantime, Mom, thanks for all you do, even when you think nobody notices. We notice. God certainly notices. God bless you for raising your children well. Have a great afternoon. Thanks for listening to Channel Mom. 